Hello and welcome to the show today. I am so excited that you are joining us for today's episode. On today's episode, we have an amazing guest lined up for you. We have Jeff Nielsen, who is the owner of El Guapo's Tacos. And as you'll hear, he is also a restaurant consultant. And Jeff is just an amazing chef that I've known for quite a few years and um, so I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with Jeff Nielsen. So I'm here with Jeff Nielsen. And Jeff, um, why don't you go ahead and just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, well, yeah, my name's Jeff Nielsen. I've been uh, working in restaurants for 25 years. I've been in the kitchen for over 20 years and um, moved from Northern California out to South Carolina about 10 years ago. And, um, and now I'm kind of, uh, I started my own food truck, worked at many of the local restaurants, and now I'm kind of just bouncing around doing some consulting or uh, basically kitchen work for hire, kind of like a mercenary. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned that you're a restaurant consultant. What exactly does that mean? Because I hear that, and, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to my non-restaurant mind. Is you know What does a restaurant consultant do? For me, anyways, I, I've made a lot of relationships, and I know a lot of good chefs and restaurateurs, and um, a lot of them are expanding quite rapidly. Um, the ones that survived COVID have actually really thrived and with the speed of expansion and the lack of bodies, for lack of a better word, um, I kind of just go in, help them get the ball rolling, get off the ground, help train the staff, kind of get them up to speed on just the basic, you know, fundamental kitchen knowledge, and then help the chefs delve deeper into their recipes and their processes and just making sure everything is running smoothly. So I'm just basically an, an extra set of eyes that kind of helps the owners or the the managers kind of get everything dialed in and get off the ground and hit the ground running. That sounds really, really cool to be able to go into different restaurants and, you know, maybe you, do you find yourself learning new things, you know, when you go into new restaurants to consult? Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's really why I fell in love with cooking in the first place that you, you will never know everything. And I think, I mean, that, that challenge and just, looking forward to that every day like every day there's a potential to learn something new if not multiple new things so yeah definitely always learning always growing always trying to develop and all now jeff can you tell me a little bit about the first time that you realized that you wanted to be a chef and in the food service industry was there a particular moment in your life that you know that kind of you you realized that um, I would say, well, from a young age, I was always messing around in the kitchen. I mean, my dad's even told me stories I, I don't remember about just climbing around, grabbing stuff, mixing things together and wasn't always great. But I always had that, like I said, that that desire for knowledge and to learn and to experiment and to try new things. But I think the what really clicked for me was I was working at a restaurant that had a really well-trained chef. He trained in France and San Francisco and he was at the restaurant and uh, just watching him work. I was amazed at his efficiency and how clean he worked and how precise and how just, I mean, he was a tornado, but it was controlled chaos, I guess you could say. And just, I don't know, it's, there's something kind of poetic about watching a kitchen 
function on all cylinders, you know, that we call it the dance. You know, you're moving here, you're going 100 miles an hour, everybody's, you know, working together as a team. And from the outside looking in, it looks like madness. But in that moment, in that room, in that environment with your team, it's it's poetry and motion, honestly. That's that's really cool. Now, when so I that, think about when I think about you, and I think about you know, because I've obviously eaten your food many times, and uh, you know, I absolutely love it. But when I think of you, I immediately think of kind of this Mexicali flavors and influence. You know, what is it that 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 made you kind of fall in love with that particular style of cuisine? I think it's just, I mean, just where I lived, where I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. I mean, there was times I would go to school, and I was the only only Caucasian student in the school. So it was a big influence on my life. I mean, my neighbors were Mexican, my friends were Mexican, my, you know, classmates were, were Mexican or of Latin descent. And it's just, I don't know. I just kind of grew up with it. It wasn't like a choice, a conscious decision. It was just always there and always around. And I just really like the simplicity of it. And like, like if you do it right, it's going to be good. If you just use fresh ingredients and you do it the right way, it's it's going to come out great. You don't have to, you know, put dots on plates and do all this fancy stuff. It's like, you know, it's essentially to me, it's like comfort food. You know, it just makes me feel good when I eat it. It brings back, you know, fond memories. And I don't know, it's kind of what I felt, especially out here. I felt like that was kind of a flavors that were kind of missing from the culinary scene out here. So I figured out why not try to, broaden the cultural horizons of of Colombia, honestly. Yeah. And and honestly, I, I totally relate to that idea of, you know, being comfort food because, you know, it's what if what you grow up on is is kind of those things that, you know, food triggers memories and and recollections from your childhood. And and so oftentimes, you know, I'll eat something and and, you know, my wife will say like that, that's that sounds disgusting and I'd never want that. But like to me, I love it because it's, you know, it's something that I grew up on and, you know, I'm, I'm from originally from the Midwest. And so we have different cuisine there that yeah. people here in the South kind of look at and they're like, that just sounds weird to me. And, and so, but I eat those things and it just takes me back to my childhood in the Midwest. So that's really cool to hear you say about, you know, how, how you kind of came into the Mexicali um, cuisine. Now, can you, can you describe for our listeners a little bit about what, what is it that makes the food called Mexicali rather than what's, what differentiates that from actual just traditional, traditional Mexican food? Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's kind of a, a pretty blurred line for me. I mean, I'm from the West coast, uh, you know, in California and then the West coast of Mexico, like Jalisco and all that. That's kind of where the flavors kind of met. Like, you know, like a lot of you don't know, like burritos are not a Mexican food. That's, uh, you know, that was invented in America, you know, in Southern California, there's, so, it, I mean, it's just kind of like a cultural intermingling just due to proximity. So, I mean, California, you know, it's a lot of like fresher flavors, a lot of, I mean, a lot of, a, it's very similar, you know, a lot of fresh produce, obviously avocados on everything, you know, that's kind of a, a staple in California, just based on, the proximity and that, you know, that's what grows well there. That's what ingredients are on hand. So it's just, I guess, a more mild version of like tr really traditional Mexican style food. Okay. That sounds, that sounds great. Um, so now one of your businesses is El Guapo's Tacos. And, um, you know, as, as somebody, yes. I, I, I love, I absolutely love that because I'm assuming that you are 
a fan of uh, the movie Three Amigos with um, Chevy Chase and Martin Short, yes. Steve Martin. And is that where that name came from? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was kind of, we were just sitting around and like I said, I wanted to bring authentic flavors. You know, I've been to multiple rest Mexican restaurants out here and, you know, it's all flour tortillas and ground beef and all that. And there's, you know, and queso cheese and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it tastes good. It's simple. It's easy. But I wanted to get, you know, the more, you know, you know, corn tortillas and, you know, like the birria, the El Pastor, the chili their day, like things that you, you know, you spend all day cooking because traditionally, you know, you start in the morning and, but you know, six or eight or 12 hours later, it's ready. So I wanted to take, like, change the pace, you know, instead of being quick and grab and go kind of, I wanted to bring back that like slow cook, authentic, you know, all day, you know, where you put love into it and, and, and you can taste that in, in the food. So, oh, yeah. But yeah, the El Guapo thing. Yeah, there's nothing better just, than walking into a house after a long day of work and and uh, and smelling all that food that's been cooking all day. And so, yeah, that sounds yeah. like right up my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, it's a labor of love. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You know, you're nourishing somebody. You're you're giving them energy. You're giving them life. You know, in a sense. So, I figure you know it's worth it. You know, I want to put as much love and effort as as I possibly can just to show my appreciation for my customers and my, you know, my fellow man in general, you know, my family, my friends and all that. So it, it's a labor of love for sure. If our listeners want to be able to sample some of your food, I mean, how can they go about uh, uh, getting, you know, a Guapo's tacos to come out and, and, and cook for them or, or be at an event? Yeah. I mean, it's, well, we have uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook and then we've kind of scaled back as far as the, food truck goes but you know we do more private events catering you know things like that just because well mainly you know the inflation is so crazy right now it's a little more business i guess makes more business sense to have you know a set number of people or a set you know specific number of of guests that you're planning on serving so yeah now we just basically do individual events catering and we do you know private dining you know in-home you know, private dinners and things like that. And then definitely any competition I can get in, uh, you'll probably find me there. <laughs> and for you listeners, you know, I'll, I'll put Jeff's contact information um, on how to reach him in the show notes. So you'll, you'll, you'll be able to uh, shoot him an email and, and maybe get something lined up with him. Um, but before, you know, before we wrap up here today, I got a few more questions for you. First and foremost, like, you know, how did COVID impact your business? Well, initially it was actually, it was, it kind of, that's kind of what forced, you know, what kind of, why it not really forced, but that's why El Guapo's Tacos came about. Cause you know, like I said, I've been working in many local restaurants in the 10 years I've been here and it was like, all right, well I could stand around and, you know, do, you know, small meals or small events or, you know, family dinners and things like that. Or I could really just get out and go like, bring the food directly to the people, you know? So it, it was, I mean, at, at the time, yeah, it was definitely, people were craving. I mean, we go to neighborhoods and people would just want be lined up, just waiting for something besides their own cooking. <laughs> That's really cool because, you know, we often think of, you know, all these businesses closing down because of COVID and, and here COVID actually started and helped launch your business. So, yeah, um, you know, well, yep. COVID is such a terrible thing, you know, like, like we don't often see some of these, 
these positive things. And, and that's really cool because it's helped launch a business for you. And, and, uh, you know, I absolutely love, um, El Guapo's tacos and, um, you know, I'm really excited about, uh, having some more of your food in the future, but, um, kind of before we get into a little bit more specifics, um, you know, first and foremost, you know, Columbia's food scene over the last, you know, probably 10 years or so has really like exploded with, um, all sorts of talent, you know, why do you think that the, the food scene in Colombia has, has, has exploded the way that it has? Well, that, yeah, that's funny you mentioned that because when I first came out here, I was looking forward to a new type of cuisine. Like you said, you know, Midwest has its own thing. The West Coast has its own thing. You know, Texas is different than Maine and all that. And I came out here and then I was a little bit disappointed, honestly, because it was, you know, a lot of meat and threes and things like that. And you know, collard greens and okra, but it's, it's so much more than that now. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the influx of people and the influx of talent. And, you know, there's chefs like, but, you know, like Sean Brock, like he made it like cool to use all, you know, he, in his restaurant, he used only Southern ingredients and he really helped put Southern cuisine at a, you know, at a place that it hadn't been as far as your nationwide recognition. And, People, are, I think, are gravitating towards that and they're trying to really, you know, uh, celebrate more of like the heritage and the diversity of the ingredients and, and the food that is actually that's been here all these years. Now, for those who may not know, you know, um, who may not know Sean, you know, what what where is he the chef at? What restaurant? He's the head chef for uh, it's called Husk in Charleston. Oh, OK. And he's, you know, James Beard award winner and all that stuff so yeah between him and uh rodney scott too i mean i don't know we have anybody with netflix i'm sure during covid watching you know chef's table and all that stuff and that that helped gain notoriety but i think it's a lot of the influx of people you know just people from different places coming down here you know i don't know if it's the cost of living or the weather or what but i mean there's people from new york there's people from texas there's people from chicago from california all kind of converging on South Carolina in the last few years. So I think that's really helped create more of an eclectic mix of, you know, culinary possibilities as well. Yeah. It's created a a new demand and therefore people come in to meet the demand. Like everybody wants like traditional food for a certain while. And then everybody wants the most exotic far flung food they can get for a while. And then it comes back to the more local and then it goes, you know, it's kind of, I mean, just throughout the history of food, it's kind of, been a kind of a cyclical cycle so we're in we're definitely in a more local locavore type vibe right now where everyone's as local and as fresh uh, uh, as possible what? sorry if that was a, a tangent no no that's perfectly <laughs> fine I, and i have to ask you you know, what is currently your favorite dish so for, for instance if i said you could eat one one meal for the rest of your life what would that be i mean i'd have to go with tacos <laughs> any kind of, what kind of tacos, of tacos? <laughs> what kind of tacos what's your favorite kind of taco? i, I mean uh, i love a good al pastor and i love uh birria tacos are fantastic but yeah some nice al pastor with the little charred edges and a little bit of you know grilled pineapple man uh, a little oh, squeeze of lime hot sauce can't beat it that it's the simple good. things <laughs> yeah. So you're actually going to be the chef at um, an upcoming dinner that I'm putting on called Columbia's Chef Table Dinner Series. Can you tell 
our listeners a little bit about what to expect at that dinner? Well, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, should be really interactive. I'm looking forward to mingling and meeting the guests and just sharing, you know, my knowledge and my experiences and, and, and my cuisine. Yeah, it's going to be traditional, but it's going to have, you know, little subtle twists and, you know, kinks to it. So it's not going to be something that you're going to be able to get anywhere else. So yeah, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be good. For those of you who have not seen a menu, you know, go to go check out at ColumbiaChefTable.com and you can purchase tickets there. But take a look at the menu. You know, even if it's not something you're going to go to, you can kind of get a great idea of his menus as culinarily what you can expect from him. And uh, I can tell you, honestly, like I'm, I'm super excited about this because honestly, like I like to just create these things because I like to eat. You know, I'm, I'm a big foodie. I don't I don't cook very well, but you know, I create events that I can just, you know, eat at basically. And, you know, and, you know, Jeff is, is so well thought of, there's actually going to be chefs in attendance at this event, you know, just because they revere Jeff um, so, so much, you know, both culinarily and as a person, um, I'm looking forward so much to this event. Um, and, and Jeff, thank you so much for being on today. And, uh, you know, good luck to you in the future. Yeah. And, uh, we'd love to uh, have you back on someday. Yeah, and if you don't want to go to the event, um, tickets make great gifts. <laughs> yeah, that they do, yes. <laughs> Again, thank you so much, Jeff. All right, thank you so much. Thank you so much to Jeff Nielsen for being on today's show. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed chatting with him. If you'd like to contact Jeff, you can always reach him at elguapostacos.sc.gmail.com. You can reach me at info at columbiafoodtours.com. Visit our website at columbiacheftable.com. We hope to see you at one of our dinners in the future or on one of my food tours. I'd love to be able to show you around the city from a culinary perspective. Join us again next time on the Columbia Food Chat.